Hello everybody and welcome to the Film Review Central podcast with me, Kieran Goodlins. I hope that you're all well. Today we are starting off the week with a ranking podcast. The reason for this is because a bunch of you have been uh, telling me to uh, rank the films from this uh, highly controversial and up and down franchise known as the DCEU. And what better time to do it with the release of... Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, just last week. If you want to hear my full opinion on that, you can check out the review of Zack Snyder's Justice League as well. So, uh, obviously a lot of people have said, well, is Zack Snyder's Justice League officially in the DCEU? This film actually is part of it. So, this film will be included uh, in this Ranking, it goes from 2013's Man of Steel to the film, to Zack Snyder's Justice League and everything in between. One final thing before we get started, I understand that we will be seeing uh, the Suicide Squad uh, coming up this year and, you know, the Batman and the Flash and so many projects have already been announced for the DCEU. So this will constantly be updated. So after every single review... And when the film comes out and I watch it, I can do a brand new ranking as well. So don't expect this ranking to be, um, you know, solidified. This can move up and down depending on the films. Uh, but obviously we have to look in the future for that. This is just my opinion as well. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say through FRC underscore podcast. You guys, of course, have uh, constantly... Uh, been asking me to do this so i'd love to hear what you guys have to say do you agree with me do you massively disagree with me in some of your opinions i would love to hear what you guys have to say right let's get started coming in at number 10 is justice league 2017 the first superhero team up in this universe is i'm gonna give it a few positives it's got a it's got good action sequences and that's about it for me Right, let's move on to the negatives. Superman's back didn't really highlight the new characters. Aquaman in this film was completely forgotten about. And it, at the time, you think, well, hang on a minute. His solo film is just around the corner. So why are you not featuring him enough? Steppenwolf was a boring villain because you didn't even see him on screen much of the time. He didn't pose an unbelievable massive threat. That final scene was absolutely ridiculous because once Superman had come back... He just basically just saved the world and not really much of them helped. They just sat back and gone, yes, we were getting beaten, but Superman has already arrived. It definitely felt like that extension of Batman vs Superman and didn't decide to bring in these new characters. I I mean, definitely that group that said that this one was far too early and it showed because this film has definitely been made a mockery of since we saw Zack Snyder's version. Coming in at number 9 is Suicide Squad. The first ever superhero villain team-up had its positives. I wasn't as bad of the film as I, as I least expected. A lot of people were not a big fan of this film. But I think that they um, introduced these characters in such a cool way. You know, because they focused on villains that been We've not potentially seen before, but then they kept dropping in people like the Joker, like Harley Quinn, like Deadshot, where we knew who these characters were. So it was expanding the world and it came at such a right time. I'm pleased for Batman lovers uh, as well that he had a very uh, minimal job uh, in the film. And Jared Letter wasn't a bad Joker, but I think the massive thing here was that f- final scene. Carver Delevingne's villain was really, really weak. And I thought that... The- 
this film had some plot issues, especially in that third act. Coming in at number eight is Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice. The Son of Krypton vs The Bat of Gotham was a film that sounded better on paper than what was seen. It doesn't matter about the Ultimate Edition, what the additional bits we saw. It was still a very, very difficult film to get through. The storyline is not effective enough. The low point for the top two DC characters doesn't feel like a great sequel moving in from Man of Steel. It has all right action, but it's literally an hour and ten minutes before you actually see some solidified action. The only big bright spark of this film is actually Wonder Woman uh, inclusion in the film. But I felt like if you see the two minute trailer, you completely understand what the story is and how it ends up. For me, that was a really, really weak part of the film. Coming down to number seven is Wonder Woman 1984. Now, I do appreciate a lot of people actually have this lower than me. I don't think a lot of people will have it higher than me, but I think people have got to appreciate the film as what it is. Yes, it lacks the same themes and intentions of the first one, but it has a very, very different message and focus for the titular character. One of the big reasons for that is because of the timescale, how it was different, coming away from world war and, you know, fighting in the trenches to the bright and bold year of 1984. Godot, again, was brilliant in the role. You understood the... The character's motives, the reasoning for why she did things. She felt very, very homage to her character and didn't really, you know, link to, uh, you know, what we saw in Justice League because it was sort of a more continuing her origin story. Pascal was brilliant. I thought Lord, Maxwell Lord was a great aspect of the film. We had some clear character development, but that was really, really weak. But the actually... Actually, it's heavily replaced by character development, and the new to the new tone that we see doesn't really match any other DC project. I can't compare this film and Wonder Woman because it was so unbelievably different. Missing out on the top five for me is Birds of Prey. I'm not going to read out the whole title. It is massive. This was actually one of the last films I saw in the year 2020 at the cinema before we all went into lockdown. But this was another really solid entry in the DCEU. Robbie gave a really fun comedic performance, get the same amount of energy shared as Suicide Squad. And what I liked about the film is that the pacing and the organisation of the story fit in with the character and sort of her mindset, what she was introduced as uh, in Suicide Squad. But I did feel like the film was called Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn wasn't even in the Birds of Prey in the comics. And I felt like they were definitely sidelined. And in the end of the film, they're like, oh yeah, let's with birds of prey it just that for me was a really really odd choice kicking this off in the top five is aquaman jason momoa returns as the prince of atlantis from justice league and again it's a decent dceu film it's not the best it's not the worst hence why it's in the middle of this ranking his visuals absolutely stunning the story is really easy to understand has definitely shakespearean you know grandesque with the story and sort of half brothers and brothers fighting for the kingdom that, for me, is such an easy storyline. Yes, it's repetitive, but I really enjoy that. I think the lack of links to the other films in the universe shows um, the intention of the film to be a character building. I felt like the the producers and James Wan understood that this character wasn't going to be featured enough uh, in Justice League, so I felt like they had to give that character uh, a lot more of a backstory. Coming in at number four is Man of Steel. The first DCEU film is a is it a good comic book movie? For me, the action sequences 
were fantastic, especially at the end. And this more revealing story storyline sees us learn more about Superman's background. Henry Cavill does well in the role. It is a you know it's definitely nice to see Superman fantastic. But I do appreciate why people do not like this film because it made that character quite dark and certain the themes. And the constant messages of not helping people, you can't help people. It just doesn't feel like it's a Superman film when all their messages are being clear. So I do appreciate why people put this lower. But for me, it was a really, really good time. Coming in at number three is Shazam. Zachary Levi stars as the childish superhero. And for me, this is the easily the most rewatchable film inside of the DCEU. This is such an entertaining film. It's connecting themes of family and ownership, complement you know, the several genres that we that we know is going to happen in superhero films like action and excitement. The use of comedy is really refreshing for a DCEU film. It makes it stand out from the pack. The only reason why this is number three, and this is quite petty of me to actually put this, at... Uh, number three but that one scene where mark strong's character is is killing everybody with all the demons in the office for me it went from that to him trying to buy beer in a shop that for me the tone doesn't really work and i felt like these top two films do a much better job Coming in at number two is Zack snyder's justice league missing out on the top spot is the most recent um DC film and obviously a lot of people are going to turn around and say well you've not had massive time to you know think about the film but to be honest I have a lot of conversations I've had with uh, you know good friends of mine that you've seen on the podcast we've spoke about this film and our opinions on it but obviously this is my ranking so I'm going to tell you guys what I think about it this is a groundbreaking change for cinema regardless of where I put it on this ranking and the story is so much better but it's the same as the 2017 version. It celebrates the DCEU up to the point similar to how Avengers uh, did each and every time that film was, was released. Its focus on the characters old and new was well complemented. The film's pers perspective allowed these characters to develop. Even introducing certain characters in certain moments allowed these characters to have more of a backstory. The long run time is filled with really, really cool action and the Snyder's direction was massively clear like i mentioned in my review josh whedon was a sprint to the finish and very much tunnel vision but that snyder took the long way route and seeing all the potential of a great team up but coming in at number one is wonder woman gal gadot stars as the princess of the amazons in this pre-justice league adventure for me this is definitely one of my top 10 favourite films of all time. It was absolutely fantastic. And for me, I was quite blown away by how much I just enjoyed this film. It's actually one of the best DC comic book films I saw since the Dark Knight trilogy and all three of them films, which you guys know how much I love them. It is one of the few superhero movies to have a woman in the lead role. Gal Gadot is brilliant in that role. And it's definitely nice to see Patty Jenkins behind the director's chair having some success with this film. It's a perfect setup for Justice League. And the themes of the war, the Greek gods, you know, living in sort of this exclusive Iris was all fantastic elements of the film that kept me engaged. And yeah, them aspects were so unique, but was so interesting to watch. This is definitely... A film that I will rewatch again and again, and a lot of people that I've recommended it to seem to enjoy it than any other DC film. So that's it for my, 
my ranking of all 10 DCEU films from the worst to the best. Let me know what you think. What's your worst? What's the worst film in the DCEU? But what is your favourite? What is the best film do you think? Which one had the best action scenes, best directors? Just let me know everything that you think on all things the DCEU. Check out my Instagram as well. The podcast plan is coming up as well. The Smarticus Showdown as well this week is coming up. But also so many incredible rooms stuff is coming up as well so make sure uh, you uh, you know keep up to date with everything that comes on the channel favorite and favorite and follow so you never miss any uploads i'll be looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say in the coming weeks i don't know what my next podcast will be about but it'll be something that you love see you in a bit